0: And we're going to continue our series through the Psalms of Ascent. If you remember, these Psalms are broken up into triplets. Uh, They start with a psalm of distress or fear or worry, and then a psalm of resolution of how God responds. And then thirdly, a psalm of homecoming, of celebration at being with God. And so this Psalm, 128, is the third of a triplet. It's a song of, of joy. And satisfaction in the Lord. So let's open our hearts this morning. Psalm 128, a song of ascents. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Let's pray together. Lord, would you open our hearts this morning to your word, that it would not just be information for us, but it would be the formation of our souls. Lord, we pray that where we uh, have entered into sin, that you would bring uh, conviction and wholeness. Lord, where we are far from you, that you would draw near to us. Jesus, as a church, where our hearts are to seek you first, and we pray that you would help us and enable us to do that well by your Spirit. Lord, I pray over each one who's here this morning, that you would bless and keep them. Lord, we thank you for the work you're doing in their lives and in their families, and we just pray that you would hold them fast, Lord. Speak to us now, we pray in your name. Amen. This is a psalm about health and wholeness for the individual, uh, but also for the people of God, for the one who walks in the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways this is really about blessing or happiness what is happiness about where do we find happiness where do we find blessing blessing we often think of as sort of an invocation of goodness right we blessed someone we want things to be well with them may it be well with you we would say this is a psalm about blessing and goodness in life and the reminder that true blessing and true goodness for this life is rooted In walking with God it's rooted in a relationship with Jesus it's rooted in being a worshiper of God and letting the joy of that spread out from our lives into our relationships with others it really this psalm sort of paints a picture of contrast to the opposite which would be a way of life that's far from God in fact Psalm 1 which is sort of the psalm that gets you into the Psalms it's the psalm that gets you ready to pray the psalms. Psalm 1 contrasts the way of the righteous with the way of the wicked. And a sort of a, uh, a question put to the reader, to the hearer. Which sort of path will you follow? Will you choose to fear God? Or will you choose to live life in some other way? Uh, apart from him or far from him? Any sort of lifestyle that leads away from God will eventually lead to evil. And Psalm 1 shows those contrasts. Two ways of living. So the question for us is, will we be uh, happy and equipped to follow and walk with God? Is that our heart's desire, or do we really want to follow something else? Are we near to God, or are we far from God? What does it look like if we're near to God? Well, Psalm 128 really connects this blessing, the goodness of life, to a fear of the Lord, a fear of the Lord. And that's a a blessing that then overflows from the individual who fears the Lord. I don't know if you noticed it, but as we walk through the psalm, the, the blessing sort of flows out from the individual's life into the workplace, and then into family life, and then into sort of one's legacy or the future that one has. And you see a movement in the psalm from work to family to the nation. The grace and the goodness of God flowing. Out in the life of the one who fears the Lord, and what's that start with? Well, it all starts with reverence, reverence. And I've said already the fear of the Lord. Look again at, at verse one. Blessed is everyone, everyone. So again, we're using. Uh, it goes on to sort of first describe the language of sort of the husband or the father at home later on, right? And and how there's a there's blessing that's worked out as a husband seeks to follow God first. It actually will bless your wife guys <laughs> by the way you didn't know that but this isn't just for men obviously blessed is everyone who fears the Lord and that phrase fear of the Lord is I, I would say is probably fallen by the wayside to some degree we don't always hear that phrase very often but it's a very biblical term it's the idea of uh, a life that is uh, we would say pious a life of piety a life of holiness A life of seeking to walk with God with an awe of God a right awe of God Uh, I think when we say fear sometimes we think terror right with a terror of God Uh, but terror is probably not the best word to describe what we mean here by fear what we mean here is a sense of reverence and awe for God he is God and I'm not he's the Lord I am not and he is uh, good he is good and he loves me he loves us but he is also just and he hates sin. and he calls us into holiness and he calls us into new life and I have a responsibility to respond to that call Uh, and I do so not because I'm terrified of God but because he loves me and I also know there's consequences for not following him It's a fear of uh, an awe of God, but also a a, a fear that's rooted in knowing who he is. You might think also of the way in which as children, sometimes you might fear your parents, uh, knowing they love you, but also they will get after you if you were not doing the thing you're supposed to do. This was this weekend for me, several times with the kids. Uh, I had to put the fear in them, so to speak. If you do not do this thing, there will be consequences. Ha ha, they laugh and run around. Oh no, 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 wrong answer. And uh, now we are going to your bedroom for time out. No, yes, yes, really, truly. Uh, You will have to earn back television privileges when I decide. I still haven't decided. It's just sort of hanging over for some of them. Uh, there's a fear of course our our ability to uh, properly love and care and also discipline our children is always going to be flawed right and we'll always do that probably imperfectly but in our relationship with God we can trust that he both loves us and disciplines us well for his good for our own good so there's a fear that's healthy think of psalm 34 8 and 9 think of how look at how they this pairs fear with goodness psalm 34 8 and 9 says taste and see that the lord is good there's the sense of god is awesome and wonderful blessed is the man who takes refuge in him that god is safe and secure he's a stronghold then the next verse oh fear the lord you his saints there's a sense in which enjoying god's goodness finding our security and home in him is not somehow incompatible with a fear of the lord they go together because there's an honor an awe of god that we also have as much as we love him goes on and says come O children listen to me i will teach you the fear of the lord what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good well keep your tongue from evil your lips from speaking deceit turn away from evil and do good Seek peace and pursue it there's this sense of of that fearing the Lord Revering God is not just being scared of God But is is loving him in such a way that we're so aware of his mercy and his goodness a realization that God is real He cares for me, but he's also holy we live gripped by the reality that God sees us in every moment I have a, a friend of mine who always would send uh, right in his email at the end, sort of in his send-off line, was always in his grace and grip. We're gripped by God. We're gripped by the reality that he is aware of us. You think, boys and girls, like, do you know that God sees you and is aware of you? Uh, even right now, he knows what you're thinking and what you're doing. David says, I've set the Lord continually before me and so we live our lives before God in his presence for his glory that's what it means to be a christian to be a disciple we revere him but we we revere god or we fear god how do we actually live that out we do it by walking in his ways walking in his ways i'm uh, doing i have to write an assignment right now on deuteronomy 6 which is the Shema, the hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your might. And, uh, and, then, and then the rest of that passage in Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 25, uh, goes on to just compel Israel to follow and obey God's commands. So it's like, love God. How do I love God? By being obedient to him. and and it goes on to say you know be obedient so that we can you will be faithful and we can enter the promised land and then once you're there and life is good continue to be obedient so you don't forget that it was God who did this for you or else there will be trouble and there's passages that go on about teach this to your children when your children say why did we do this or why does God say this that you're ready to give an answer to teach the next generation and so we revere God by walking in his ways, by obeying him, by walking and following him. And then, as I mentioned already, in verses 2, 3, 4, 5, the psalmist takes this idea and expands it to sort of three different areas of life. And the first one is the blessing of revering God and walking with him in the workplace. Look at verse 2. He says, You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. There's few things as frustrating as working hard and and then at the end of the day not having anything to show for it, hey? Like imagine you went blueberry picking and you got all the blueberries and then you come home and somehow something's happened on the way home and they're all rotten. That would be disappointing. Uh, Or imagine doing a great job at something and then you find out your employer's not going to pay you. Uh, You'd probably have an issue with that. You wouldn't be able to enjoy the fruit of your labor, uh, the due reward for your labor. I remember uh, there's few things as utterly miserable as being just soaked to the bone uh, while you work. Uh, I remember sometimes uh, working at the tree nursery when I was a teenager, and we'd have to crawl under the benches of the trees, and you'd be crawling, you'd be just soaking wet. Uh, you'd be, it was the end of the day, so you're exhausted, and you're just crawling through like the mud, and the grime, and there'd often be just like spider webs getting in your face, and, and you're just like wiping stuff off, and, and maybe you've cut yourself on something metal, and so you're like bleeding, and you're crawling, and you're just like, God, make this day end, please. Lord, may it be over soon, you know? And uh, there, there was days that were just gross and exhausting, um, and I remember getting home, showering, and that was sort of the end of the day. It was like, I just need to go to bed, and we do it all again tomorrow. In those moments, it doesn't really feel like the work is a blessing, does it? it kind of feels like it's just tough. But I can tell you now in, in kind of seeing 2020 in hindsight, looking back, God was still so faithful even while I was crawling through the gross mud. And maybe it was good for me to crawl through some gross mud once in a while just to humble myself a bit. And, and, and even though it wasn't very fun... God was still really good. And you know, that's true for us to reflect on. Is just because something's hard doesn't mean it isn't good. Just because your work might be hard, it doesn't mean it's not good. And just because sometimes dealing with your family can be really hard, it doesn't mean it isn't good. And it doesn't mean that just because sometimes y- your, your spouse or your kids give you trouble, it doesn't mean it can't be good. If you'd asked me in that moment if this was God's blessing, I would say, well, maybe maybe I would say maybe not. I don't know. But looking back, I can see I was able to enjoy the the fruit of the labor of my hands. (laughs) Was it actual agricultural fruit? Unfortunately, we can't eat the trees. That would have been fun. But I enjoyed uh, the goodness of the life that came with that for a season. And It's a picture here too in this psalm of the value of good hard work that that we're called to work uh, To do our part Sometimes though you don't see the fruit of your labor. Hey Sometimes you don't see that for years and years, but God is still faithful In our workplaces and he's faithful to redeem the work as we seek to do it well for him So that's the first thing the psalm points to is the blessing of God in the in your work and then verse 3 and 4 it turns to blessing in our families. And notice the metaphors here. It says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine. Your children will be like olive shoots. Again, the sense of, of things ripening and maturing, uh, coming to bear, seeing things develop, and and eventually coming into their fullness as they should. There's this sense of abundance and community. and And then it even says... Your children like olive shoots around the table, right? This picture of of sharing meals as a family together at home, and the goodness of that. Uh, it's a picture here of health, but it's also a picture of 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 where true true health and happiness comes from. Where does where are we called to connect to the vine? We think of Jesus as the true vine, and here's this picture of of where's our happiness found it's found in jesus alone and when we think of of a husband and here we says your wife will be like a fruitful vine it's again this this picture of of the husbands to be satisfied uh, in his wife alone this picture of of where is our help and our hope found it's found in a relationship with god and the relationship between christ and his church is pictured in metaphor in the relationship between the husband and wife And so just as the husband and wife find their help and their hope uh, and their love for one another uh, alone, they're only satisfied by each other. In the same way, our love for God is the only love that will actually satisfy us. The only love that we really need in our lives to truly uh, make us feel whole and at home is the love that we experience from God. It's Augustine, right, who says our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. And so he goes on, we see this picture of spiritual fruit in the house. We see a picture of, of children who are growing up uh, to be like, like the one who's fearing the Lord. And of course, that's a general rule. And I think it's important to say that about this psalm, because it's almost like, well, if I just follow God, everything works out okay in my life, right? Like, my family's great, my work is great, everything's perfect. And I think I, I, that's not entirely always the case. This is not a hard and fast rule. Um, The general rule is that as we love and disciple our children we hope and pray that they walk with Jesus as well But but we also need to make room for their own decisions We can't control that But as a general rule as we pursue God it flows to our children and parents Let me just say quickly again this morning that the the primary place of discipleship in your life is at home it's with your kids and if you're if you're feeling, how, do I, how am I called to serve God? How am I called to trust and to follow him? One of the main places is in the witness that you give to your children as you choose to follow Jesus. Um, as you, Maybe you're not able to disciple them uh, as much as, say, I can at this stage with my kids being young. Um, perhaps they're older, and some of those opportunities are a little bit different. But you have uh, a, a calling, and I just want to speak blessing over you as you try to disciple your kids well. And as you seek to follow Jesus uh, that's really important so first we see God's blessing and and the joy in our work and then we see blessing at home and finally we see blessing into the future look again at at verse 5 says the Lord bless you from Zion may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life and so the psalmist is encouraging us uh, as readers but also as sort of the, the reader in mind here uh, as picturing blessing from Jerusalem blessing from the place of worship there's a link folks between the public gathering together for worship and the blessing of God and there's a call for us to meet together to come and to gather and there's blessing as we get together on Sundays here uh, and assemble assemble together this blessing that flows out As we seek to live out the kingdom of god and seek to see that kingdom established there's blessing as we seek uh, to concern ourselves with that which concerns god do you have a heart to see the word of god go forth into dryden you know do you have a heart to see people's lives changed here in our city Uh, do you have a heart to see uh, our young people and our children discipled and come to christ uh, do you have a heart to gather together with brothers and sisters in fellowship? All of that is is good, uh, and it, it comes from us individ, individually choosing a healthy relationship with God. As we seek to fear God and to walk with Him, that spills out uh, from a healthy life into a healthy church. And I pray that over us, uh, that there would be health in our community as we seek to follow God together. And so where in the end... Where, in the end, do we find true happiness? Where do we find true blessing? Well, of course, it's found in God. But I think we need to ask ourselves a little bit, a little bit closer, a little bit more deeply and ask, where have I been going to try to find happiness in my life? Because, yes, I know God's the answer. But I tell you, sometimes I fill my day with a lot of other stuff, trying to make myself feel good or trying to distract myself from something because I don't feel like working. Or trying to you know calm myself after being frustrated with children whatever it might be and we also don't want to be naive we need to remember friends that we live in a world where we also have an enemy who tells us that our happiness should be found somewhere else other than Jesus and uh, that happiness is found in his way the enemy says I'm going to make you like God so you can decide what to do with your life and God says you're already like me you're made in my image And now go and love and live in the way that I love and live. Let that blessing of following God flow out into your workplace and into your family and into your homes. So, the question for us is who do we look to this morning? Do we look to God and do we fear him and love him and choose to walk in his ways? Or do we just say that but not actually do it? Do we have some other thing or person that's first in our lives? That call to ask God to be first in our hearts is so important, I think. I think when we, when we look at this Psalm 2, there can be a sense of feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Like, this person is just perfect. They just walk with God and fear God, and they're amazing at this. And look at how their workplace is wonderful, and their wife and kids are wonderful, and everything's wonderful. My life does not feel very wonderful. And even if I did all this stuff, and I have done this for years, you know, my, my marriage is still strained or broken. Or my kids are still far from God uh, or my workplace is still a mess, whatever it might be. And in a deeper sense here, as we read happy and blessed is the man who fears God, perhaps we need to remember there is only one man who ever truly feared God in the way that we should. That There's only one who revered God and diligently and faithfully followed him and his name is Jesus. And in him stands a strong and true savior the one who walks in his ways and our hope ultimately is not in trying harder the psalm can feel like a psalm of just try hard and do this stuff and things will be okay but that's not what this psalm's about this psalm is about looking to jesus and remembering that we don't earn god's blessing the blessing that comes from walking with god comes as we give our lives to him the one who truly and faithfully followed the Father's will and went to the cross for us, the God who gives his body and his blood for us so that we may know blessing here today, here in Dryden, that Jesus alone is the one who gives us life. It can be easy to turn this into a a sense of, I've just got to work hard and do this stuff, and somehow God will just bless all of it, and God will bless all of it. But it doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. Our hope and our faith aren't in ourselves doing well, but in Jesus. I remember, and I want to close with this illustration, I remember when I was 10 or 11, uh, Ross and Marge McGee coming over to our home. And Ross and Marge were, were real kind of spiritual mentors to my, my parents. And they'd been pretty, pretty significant in helping my dad come to faith. And uh, actually, I remember when dad came to the Lord. I think they hosted a, a party at their house with a bunch of friends just to celebrate Jesus' work in my dad's life. Uh, but here we were. I, remember, I think it was, about, it was about 10 or 11. I can't remember exactly. And Ross and Marge were down. And I remember Ross's words. I think we were celebrating an anniversary or a birthday or something. We were sitting around the table. And they had been through some things. Uh, they had been through a lot. And I can't remember if Ross was uh, battling cancer at this point. Um, I know they had walked through some difficulties. There had been the early death of of their adult son. And uh, we were marking this occasion together. And I remember Ross sort of sitting back. And and here was a man who had really lived some life. And he just said, you know, he's still been faithful. And here was a guy who had been through a church split who had helped uh, lead people to Jesus and walk with them and disciple people. A guy who'd uh, been through ups and downs in life. Real sorrows, real struggles. But a guy who could look back over the course of his life and like, like the person described in Psalm 128, could see the goodness and the blessing of God even in the ups and downs of life, despite the ups and downs of life. And... Uh, being able to look over the whole long story of his life and to recognize God's God's fingerprints, God's goodness, God at work in him, even even when things were really difficult. And Ross is, is gone now. He's with the Lord. But when I look at a psalm like this, here's a man who knew what it meant to fear the Lord and to walk in his ways. This is a man who wasn't perfect, but who loved God and who knew that God loved him. And that's the sort of life that's envisioned here. It's not a life that's without struggle, but it's a life of tasting and knowing the goodness and the freedom and the grace of God, of knowing Him and following Him in a real life that has both ups and downs. And so I want to pray for us that whatever point of life you feel you're in, that you would know the goodness and the blessing of God and that you would commit afresh to walk in His ways, to revere Him, so that you too can look back over the long scope of your life and go, he's been so faithful. So let's stand and let's pray together to that end. Lord, today we thank you that you do bless and you are good and you are faithful. Lord, you, in this psalm, remind us that there's blessing and goodness at our work and in in the home as we look to the future, as we gather with one another. But Jesus, I just sense today that there's, there's those of us here who, who know that, but we don't always feel that or live that because life also has a variety of challenges. This is a celebration of an ideal, but sometimes life doesn't go the way we expect. So Lord, we thank you that you are the one who faithfully followed who faithfully trusted, who faithfully walked in your ways, Father. And because of him, we can experience the love and the righteousness and the joy of life and salvation. Not because we always walk with you perfectly well, but because our hope and our faith is found in Jesus. Lord, we thank you that because of him, we can know the goodness and blessing. Of salvation for today and so father i just pray that you would you would fortify us lord against the lies of the enemy that we would be fearful and fruitful and seeking your glory first and foremost lord that we would obediently follow you the one who went to the cross for us lord i pray this morning uh we've had prayer requests come in for different ones who've experienced uh, grief over this past week loved ones passing away so we lift up these families to you lord hmm. we think of the adams family lord we think of uh we we got word today of sue and mitch that sue's father's passed away and so father we pray that, that you would draw near to each one those that are grieving today that you would come with your comfort and your hope Lord, that even in such moments as these that we would still seek to follow you, to know your goodness, even in our grieving. Lord, we also pray for our, our city and all the various needs and issues here at home, that you would give wisdom to our leaders, Lord, that you would bless them and their families, that you would guide them by your spirit and uh, that your wisdom and truth would prevail in, in those council meetings. Lord, as they make decisions. Jesus, we lift up our provincial and and federal governments, Lord, and we pray that you would bring salvation to the hearts of those that do not know you. Lord, that you would cause those who uh, are not walking in your ways, Lord, to find you, to discover you. Lord, we pray for those uh, who do know you, who are in those places, that you would uphold them and strengthen them. We bless those who are in authority today, Lord. We pray your grace upon them. Jesus, we're also well aware of the brokenness in our world. And we just ask today, Father, that uh, your will would be done, that you would work your goodness and your salvation uh, in this world that you love. Lord, we are so blessed with uh, peace and a freedom here in Dryden. We pray, Lord, that we would not take advantage of that, but that it would prompt us to want to live for you, that we would walk in your ways. Hmm. Lord, show us this week what that means. Give us the words to say as we encounter different ones. Guide us as we head into work and head into caring for loved ones, whatever it might be. Lord, would you go before us and uh, guard our hearts? And would you knit us together, Lord, as a church family, as we head towards uh, another month of summer and then towards the fall and as ministries will be starting up again. Jesus, our desire as a church is to follow you and to seek you first. Uh, So we we lay our plans at your feet. Pray that you would lead and direct us. And uh, Lord, use us for your glory here in the place that you've planted us. We ask these things in your name. Amen.